Hello? Is it on? It is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like talk that close to it. Talk this close to it? Yeah. This close. Yes. Touch it. Touch it, ring it, baby. Okay, ready? Watch it, turn it, leave it, stop. <laughs> How do we say it? <laughs> we can do it a couple times okay hi i'm Catherine. i'm sierra and this is the put a podcast hello and welcome to your shift let's try one more time <laughs> <laughs> i have to smile when i do it like that's a real thing like smiling and saying <laughs> words because then like the people when i smile it hurts when i smile fakely it hurts me do it fakely do it real fakely <laughs> I don't actually know what a real smile looks right? like. Right? Hi. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> hey, I'm Catherine. <laughs> I'm Sierra. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm Catherine. I'm Sierra. And this is the Put a C podcast. Hello, and welcome to your shift. I think that's good. Okay. I think if you keep doing it, we're going to sound crazy. Okay, one more time. Hey, I'm... <laughs> Just one more time. She said, yep, fuck it. Hey, I'm Catherine. I'm Sierra. And this is the put podcast. Hello, and welcome to your shift. Yeah, that's a good one. That one's a good one? Okay. So hey, we're going to stop now. <laughs> I just was wiping my tears. I made Catherine cry. Your story made me cry. It made me yeah. cry. Such a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sharing um, some stuff about my grandmother. My grandmother passed away in 2019. Actually, February 24th. The date was just recent. It would have been four years. Wow. Which is crazy. It seems like literally yesterday. What month? February. February. February 24th. Oh, so that was right before it hit. Because that was in March. And by it, you all know what I'm talking about. It. It. (laughs) So that, that was right be before. Okay. Yeah. 2019 was no. I thought it was 2020 that COVID hit. It was tw- March oh, yeah, 2020. You're right. Yeah, oh, shit, you're right. yeah. Sorry. Because I I literally remember when COVID no, hit. Right. I was like, thank God, my grandmother. Like that's what I'm saying. Did, did yeah. not was not in that because she would. Uh, I could not. I could not. No. Deal with her passing. The yeah that ended up happening around Randall's baby shower that a couple days before is when people were like yeah yeah march it was it was his baby shower was march 15th and march 17th because i was literally in toronto and when it happened march 17th when they were like yeah we're closing everything exactly yeah Yeah. so anyway so yeah my grandmother so my grandmother can you tell them the story okay yeah i'll try i was bawling my eyes out it's honestly (laughs) one of the most beautiful stories that like ever the world needs to hear yeah, so um, my grandmother passed away in February. She, I think it was December 2018. December 2018, she had a fall. She was living in a home. She had a fall, and we took her into the hospital, and she, like, basically never came out. We just, she went into palliative care. Her liver gave out. Her, she had some kind of cancer in her stomach, Um just everything, just depleting. My grandmother was ninety one. I'm ninety one. So she she's ninety one. She was older. I thought she was in her late seventies. Yep, she was very active, very healthy, she was in great shape. 
great shape. And then it declined very quickly. She started having strokes and then that's why we moved her into a home and she sold her home, um, which I still like that home is like my home. And like, I still drive by it all the time. And I'm always like, I wish I would have bought that house. I wish I would have like, Oh, if I had a million dollars, I would buy it right now. Um, just, I mean, it's, it's probably priced at a million dollars. It was. It just country. actually sold two years ago for like six hundred thousand. My grandmother bought that home for eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> eleven thousand, not a cash. L- yeah, like crazy. You're so insane. eleven thousand or thirteen. Uh, anyways, it was a crazy amount. I think that was like my vava. She bought her house for like thirty grand or something. Yeah, thirty or forty. Like crazy. Yeah. Like back in the, I think back in the sixties when my mom was born. Mm-hmm. My mom was the youngest of five. But anyway, long story short, she went to the hospital. Then she went into immediate palliative care and her health declined like rapidly crazy, really bad. And um, she lost a lot of weight. My grandmother was always like a plump, round little thing, little feisty little thing. But she lost a lot of weight. She was very, her memory went, her dementia started happening. And um, it was just a really very traumatizing thing to watch because Mm -hmm. my grandmother is like the strongest woman I know she's this little fireball of feist yeah she's just like the backbone of the family and that was very terrifying to watch and it was hard so anyway she um I'm gonna try to keep it surfaced as possible because otherwise I'll cry um so yeah no it's hard for me to talk about her without crying Uh, sorry i know (laughs) no because she already told this story and i'm asking her to tell it again but the thing is is like for people that know me they know how important i'm literally wearing her sweater right now this is she is it's purple it's purple um, and it has like floral green floral patches on the (laughs) sleeves and the neckline and there's purple buttons and it's like a what is this called a turtleneck kind of like a mock neck yeah um this was actually a whole sweatsuit I have the bottoms, but I the the string is like overstretched, off, yeah. so I don't wear the bottoms. But she wore this when I was born. She wow. wore this to my. I have a picture of her in this tracksuit oh, um, at special. my birth, so it's very special to me. Anywho, my grandmother, very special woman to me. But when she was in the hospital near the end, so I think. February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, was one of the last times that she was, like, verbal. Got it. Um, That's Valentine's Day. Yeah, I spent Valentine's Day with her. Oh. 2018. Wow. By her bedside. And that was actually... So, February 13th, I actually went to the hospital. I took a leave from work to just, like, be with her every day. And um, went to the hospital and... That was the first time that I had seen her like she was barely talking and she was just like bone, skin and bone. She Within two days, she had lost so much weight. She was like unrecognizable. Like I don't I like walked in. And I remember breaking down. Um, It was very, very hard for me. Like I just was like I every night I would be like she, she's like you guys have to take this misery out of her because I can't keep watching her in the state it was it's so hard to watch people die like I don't know what what is better like watching someone die or just like not being able to say goodbye or vice I don't know which one is harder like I've I've dealt with both my dad died suddenly my grandmother I watched die but 
yeah it it was like it was yeah that was like my best friend in high school her mom died of ovarian cancer yeah and we were actually in the hospital we would go visit her yeah and it's like you said they they looked like a completely different person yeah Um, yeah she was skin and bones yeah and and then the day that she passed we were actually at the hospital and her youngest ended up coming out of the room in yeah. tears yeah and but like it's it's, it's not easy it's, it's not easy to one watch. of the hardest things yeah. because the last memory you have of that person when yeah. they're dealing with cancer or things that deteriorate your body deteriorate yeah you don't associate your your last memory as like I mean, it depends, but like it depends. Yeah, you see them that way. Yeah, that, I had to do a lot look. of. I had to yeah. do a lot of like, don't remember her this way. Right. Remember her of who she was. She, which was like a strong caregiver, you yeah. know, um, and the way she looked too. Right, you have yeah. to kind of like get. I still have pictures of her yeah. from her last day. I took a picture of her last breath. Like everything, I have it in my phone, and it's hard for me to look at them. But it's like very intimate moments and like I had very intimate prayer and conversation with her during those times so I like to keep them um what are you looking at is it in all the way maybe it's not in all the way over there can you hear okay better yeah yeah She's putting her earphones and she's adjusting. I just feel like mine's louder than yours, but the, I think that I have your mic because this when when I listen to, no, 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 that's okay. Well, let's switch because I feel like your yeah that one's louder. Yeah, yeah. I feel like your mic was the quieter one. Yeah. Now I'm loud, but I'm the louder person. So you have the louder mic. No, because you're telling the story, so you keep that. Okay. Okay. Catherine's being selfless. Um. <laughs> So, um, what were we saying? Uh, Deteriorating. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what was the point of that? Okay. So the process. process, Yes. It was very sudden. Yeah. It was like, like I said, December, she went in and by February she was gone. So, but at the time it felt very long because I was like, how much more? And the, so she was at two different hospitals. The first hospital was not a palliative specialty hospital. And she went through a lot of suffering there because they just didn't, they put her on the wrong medications. She had an allergic reaction to one of them. She went through dementia because of it. Like she just, she wanted to leave. Like she would have like breakdowns and try to escape and we would have to like hold her back and they would have to hold her down and injector with stuff and like oh to calm God. her down it was like severely traumatic and like for anyone that knows my grandmother like i don't think anyone has seen my grandmother cry wow um ever like very few times yeah um and it was just a lot to watch and just again like that whole like benjamin button theory of like going back into a mm. baby my grandmother mm. was like a literally walking baby there was times where like i would have to hold her or like such a pick movie. her up such a long like, movie. <laughs> it it is such a long a bo- movie. It was like this, like three hours. I know, and I was like, long. "When does it yeah. end? Like, when does yeah?" But, but yeah, very, it's, it's like a, it's very much like that. It's very much like that's what it is. Um, 
but there was very special moments in that because um there was very few people that she wanted to be with or see mm-hmm. and you felt special when you were one of those people and i had this sweater that i have upstairs this knitted sweater that i would wear the the one that is like zip up that has like the mooses on it it's like beige it has like a collar zip up and moose i'll bring it down after okay to show you but i always would wear it Mm -hmm. and i'd wear it specifically because she loved that sweater and she would just talk about that sweater like i would go there and she would say the same story every single time i wore it and i wore it every day almost every day when i went to go visit her for the same purpose of just like if she's losing her memory if she doesn't remember people can she please remember me in this sweater um (laughs) that's actually really smart though (laughs) to do that and everybody was probably like fuck you sierra taking all the fucking memory but um she actually knitted the sweater for my grandfather um (laughs) shit see i'm so sorry (laughs) so she knitted the sweater for my grandfather Mm -hmm. and it like used to be huge and when i show it to you now you're gonna be like is it a doll sweater because i literally (laughs) so small (laughs) why because it um, went in the dryer too many times (laughs) i shrunk she was so upset so it was my grandfather's and then he yeah my grandmother used to get so mad at me about things. Oh my god, is there black on my face? No, there's. Okay. A, there, but I remember this about her. She would she, get so upset so because upset. you would cut. Yes, her clothes. I used her closets as like yes fashion. I thought I was a fashionista at one point. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can create anything. And really, what I meant is like, let me take something and cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no skill. There was absolutely no skill. I I knew to do nothing else but cut and like the lines were not straight. Um, but my grandma, I remember we literally had a falling out because of this. I remember. Like my grandmother like literally kicked me out of her home. And this she is did. like extreme because I'm her favorite yeah. grandchild. I don't care what anyone says. Like me and my other cousin. How many grandkids? I don't know how many she has. A lot? I'd have to, like yeah, over I'd have 10? to count. I think 10. Okay. Maybe even yeah, a little a bit more. But I like I me and my cousin Michelle, who I'm close with, like I feel like we were her favorite yeah. um grandchildren. Because we lived with her the longest. Like we just we were like her children. Like right. um and like that was our relationship with her. But anyway, she like literally when she, she kicked you out. Yeah, when she was that mad, I was like, Man, I must I fucked up. Right. Like I literally was so guilty of it. Yeah, she had three closets full of clothes and I would just go into the ones that she didn't wear and I would just take them. And then one day she found clothing and she thought that I was like, she thought that I was doing it to like, like hurt her. Like she thought I was like having angry moments and then I would cut her clothes and throw them under things. She didn't understand that I wore them. Yeah. And when I told her that I wore like, them, this she is was a fashion the, statement. like, yeah, she was like, like she thought that i was crazy she was like you're a liar like she um yeah and she literally like kicked me out because she was like sierra's ruining my shit on purpose Mm -hmm. to harm me and hurt me Mm -hmm. because she came from like poverty and like to her 
every dime counted her fucking house was like shrine of every fucking thing that she could possibly put into that house was in there Mm -hmm. so like wallpaper and matching cup sets it was a beautiful home (laughs) so anyway she was really upset so later on when she was in her home in the old person home we actually had a moment about a forgiveness to each other um over clothes and it was such a beautiful teaching moment and it was i was pregnant with kaz my second and i was humongous and she had lost so much weight because she hated being in this home and stress and age (sighs) and she's just going through her closet and she has nothing now right she's in one room she went from a five like a four bedroom house to one room right right? of like the most intimate thing Mm -hmm. right and she starts going through her closet starts pulling out sweaters and she's like i think this will fit you i think this and i'm like grandma you don't need to give me anything she's like yeah you like my clothes you you can do whatever you want you can cut them and i was like grandma like what are you talking about i don't cut clothes anymore and she was like no 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 but you can if you want to i'm just saying if you want to and we had a moment of just like okay i'm gonna cry again i know (laughs) we had this moment of like she finally understood that like I wasn't cutting clothes to rebel against her. It was more like I was expressing myself and I had a moment that like, it wasn't about me cutting the clothes. It was about her thinking that I didn't care how hard she worked for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So such a beautiful moment with me and her. And she finally said, I understand. And I said, I understand. And like, we forgave each other. And she was like, I'm so upset that like, um, like, I'm so upset that, like, we didn't talk for this long. Because it was, like, a year. And, like, a year is a huge time for me and my grandma. It's a long time. It was. It's a long time for her and I. And I was, like, no, grandma. Like, you're right. I should have, like, asked. And I should have just not touched things that weren't mine. You know? Like, it was, like, a thing. And I think, like, a lot of times I felt entitled to my grandma because I felt like her daughter. I didn't feel like her granddaughter. I was, like, you have things. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> And you like felt safe with her. I felt safe. So mm-hmm. anyway, it was a learning moment. It was a beautiful moment. That is and beautiful. um she often like was just so vulnerable with me near the end. And yeah. she like she asked me things like, Do you think I was a good mom? Or did you think I was like a mean mom to my kids? And like things like that that like <sighs> she must have she <sighs> must have like really trusted me in those moments. And the those thing, are yeah. Yeah, it's just the thing is what I told my sister the other day. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What happens in your life. Yeah. How good you have it. How many great things happen to you. Yeah. If you checked off everything on the list. Yeah. You are still going to be on your deathbed. Whether it be an hour, a yeah. minute, or a whole month or a year. Yeah. You're going to think of things that you wish you had yes. done differently or wish you've done. Oh, 100%. Period. And... It, that's just the way it is yes yeah so this is out for you shauna but drop the anchor yeah and just enjoy the view where you are yeah like be i think it's a reminder to everybody yeah. like you're gonna do that no matter what no because matter what. and you like i do it now yes like i do it now in my life where i'm like i regret things i grieve yes. over things i i have a hard time forgiving myself i have a hard time like mm-hmm. being patient with myself i have a hard time being kind to myself and i go back to moments where it's like sierra you can't change that no but like if you could what would it look like now in your life now like just do that now like right. implement it in your life now don't worry about going back to like 
freaking 16 years ago, go back to like today, what in your life today can be implemented from that lesson, right? right. So, yeah, she was great. And yeah, and like the thing is my my mom and my grandmother had a very horrible relationship. relationship. They, they, they clung, they like, it was a lot of like Clashed. clashing and enabling and like dysfunction. Your mom is the youngest? The youngest of five, yeah. And so... Like, it was a lot of that. And, like, so my mom, like, never understood me and my grandmother's relationship because right. me and my grandma had a very close relationship. Close and they weren't close. And they weren't. And so, and I'd always just be like, well, it's none of my business. It's not, like, right. whatever you guys have. It's And my grandmother would never bash my mom. She would never, like, talk bad about my Got mom it. to me. But my mom would be like, you could tell. You don't know, grandma. You don't know. Like, and I'd be like, no, I, I don't know her for you. I know her for me. For me. Like, my experience, right? Mm-hmm. So near the end of life, I saw a lot of like my grandmother at the beginning of my life. It was really hard. like, I don't think she ever said I love you or, or said things like that to me. It wasn't until I was older that she really would say them. And like, I felt them like she'd be oh, like, wow. Sierra, I love you. And like, sometimes I'd like turn around and be like, what? Cause, and she didn't say that to her children. Right. So it wasn't like my grandmother wasn't that kind of mom. Right. But she was that kind of grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, near her like she would always say it to Jayana she would always say it to Kaz it was like she just adored them and like that's how I knew she loved me (laughs) because I'm like she adores my children children. like she just like they light up her life and like that's special to watch right Mm -hmm. and so like near the end when she's going through all these like things I'm like grandma like don't you think that you've evolved like you love me you love my children you make sure to tell us that you love us you make Mm -hmm. sure to make you know have conversations I remember when I was 16 and you were like the perfect person that she could have had to answer those questions and be there. Yeah. Like her. I was just like, you, you've done enough. Like you can't go back and you've evolved from that person. Right. And like, yeah, it's a lot. I remember even like when I was 16 and pregnant <laughs> and I had this horrible boyfriend, horrible. And I remember one time he was like, obviously physically abusive to me but but there was a lot more to it as well mm-hmm. and I remember this one time she she was napping and he was either in the house or outside the house and he was cussing at me yelling at me whatever telling me and just horrible inside. things yeah and or I was outside and the, her window was open I don't know mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. the c- scenario but okay I remember afterwards she had woken up or she had been awake and she had heard things and she came in, the, she called me in the kitchen. He had been gone. She came into the kitchen, excuse me, and she was like, listen to me. You don't let any man ever talk to you like that again. You understand me? And she was like so firm with me. And she's, and, and I remember her just being like firm, but sweet because she was still very kind. And that was like one of the times that I felt like, oh my gosh, my grandma is kind. <laughs> like in the sense that my grandma was very like, she was just very old school in certain ways. And she was just like, you are like deserving of so much more. And like, she just talked to me in a way that like no one had talked to me at that point to remind me like, that is not your standard. And like, you're not, that's not where you're going, you know? And I reminded her of this, like near the end of her life. Like I reminded her of these things, like grandma, do you know you were the first person that, told me that I deserve better 
Mm. about that situation right at 16 do you know that that takes someone who loves someone and cares about someone and like that is a beautiful mothering moment that I have of you good moms do that you know and like those are the things that I kind of told her near her end of life that we don't we don't often know and have those moments and and you don't often see those moments with people no like exactly like people don't usually say hey was I a really bad mom to someone she right? probably doesn't even, she probably didn't even realize that that was such a big moment too. Mm-hmm. Right. She probably didn't, she probably didn't even remember that moment. Exactly. I, she remember that she hated him. She was like, <laughs> she was like, I kicked him off my property. I remember this one. She looked crazy this one time. He was coming like, she has these long driveways. Yeah. And he was coming up the driveway and she's like, you get the hell out. You get the hell out. <laughs> she's like screaming from the screen door. Yes. And I was like, oh God, she's going to fight him. Um, but yeah, so back to her decline, it was very, it was very sad, but I would wear this sweater and it was my grandfather's sweater and he, uh, she knitted it for him. Like, looks like you could buy it from Zara. Okay. Like okay. it's, it's freaking, it's a great sweater. Mm-hmm. I wish I could take a picture. It should be on the screen of this right now visual, but she knitted the sweater. I actually can upload a picture for for the episode. Okay, we I should think. we should definitely upload this this okay. sweater. But anyway, so that everyone can see the amazing detailed work that she did. Oh, I'm sure. But she she knitted him the sweater. It was beautiful. She was very proud of it. It literally has um you know like the little tag and it says fern on it. She put a tag. <laughs> yes. Wow. So cute. And um so he wore it all the time. It's really nice, like wool, whatever, and it's very warm. And then one day in high school, my mom stole it and wore it. And she had, my, my grandma tells the story. She's like, I was watching her out at the corner of the street. And, and Lisa, she's wearing your grandpa's sweater. And like, she tells the story about this sweater and she gets so upset about it. And then, and then my, so when my grandfather passed away, my grandfather passed away when I, my mom was pregnant with me. And, um, oh, wow. That's the 91 grief. That's what that's about. And so did my uncle. They both, her second oldest brother and my grandfather both died when my mother was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. So lots of grief. I was born into a lot of grief. So so she's walking down, whatever. So when my grandfather passed away, my, my grandmother gave that sweater to my mom. She basically was like, wow, you love this sweater. Have the sweater. Got it. So now my mom has this sweater. And then I take the sweater from my mom. When I'm pregnant with Kaz, at some point I, I borrow it, I wear it, mm-hmm. it's, it's now mine. Um, and one day I get it, uh, my friend borrowed it and then I get it back and I don't know if like, it just smelled like their house. It didn't smell like my grandmother's sweater anymore. So okay. I washed it, Okay. but I, I didn't dry it. Okay. Here's the thing. I didn't dry it, but I washed it and it washed in warm water and it fucking shrunk <sighs> the sweater so the sweater the sweater is the size <laughs> of a doll it's so small okay it's, so then it's gonna th- then it's gonna fit the baby no 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 no, no. it fits me still oh okay. but like my wrists show oh <laughs> the sleeves are and short i just want perspective i just want to i just want to put in perspective my my grandfather was like a six plus foot man mm-hmm. okay a big a big man okay and it fit him baggy mm-hmm. and my mother is a five eight five nine woman mm-hmm. and she's a big woman and it fit her baggy and now it's <laughs> it's at my wrist i'm five four it's, ha- it's 
<laughs> it's literally half size. Three quarter, it's a three quarter sweater. Um, so, so anyway, so I, I, I wear the sweater. So every time I would see my grandmother in the hospital when she was going through her decline before complete non communication, she would see me in the sweater and she'd be like, you know, who's that, that sweater used to belong to. And she, I would be like, who's grandma. And she'd be like, your grandfather's and your grandfather. And then your mom stole it one day and wore, and I saw her walking out and your grandfather was so mad at her for wearing his sweater. And then now you took it from your mom and now it's shrunk. Oh. <laughs> but she would think it was so funny. Okay. She wouldn't even look at it in okay, a bad way. Okay, she okay. was just like, ha! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she thought it was so funny. The lineage and of the, lineage. the sweater. And then right. she was like, and it looks so good on you. <laughs> and she would, she would be like, doesn't it look so good on her? Oh. I knitted that sweater. It looks so good on her. And it was like a celebration. That's and it was so like cute. funny. And she thought it was yeah. like such a special thing. And uh, so it was very special to me. So I wore it a lot. It's so the long way. Yeah. So even like this year on Literally her, her death um, anniversary, I wore it that day. Mm-hmm. And just like, it's just an honor of her. Like of it's course. just, yeah. Like she. That's special. So you have that sweater, the moose sweater. I have a lot of her things. Okay. I have m- multiple sweaters. I have a t-shirt that says, she used to wear that says Florida on it. Um, Those are classic. She, she, she liked, yeah, she liked her Florida shit. Um, her Florida her florida shit she was my like grandmother when you go on a trip my, and you my go gram- to the yes and that's you my grandmother she loved traveling yeah. so like she she has a lot Good of things her. that i'm like you go girl um so yeah so anyways Catherine was crying because we were talking about the the day that my grandmother passed away and i wrote this poem this is her. a great episode yeah <laughs> No, we I'm did serious. not. Like, this can I just awesome. tell you guys? This is the second time I've seen Catherine today. We had planned to record earlier today, and it didn't happen because mothering. Um, and we were so exhausted, and we're like, we don't even have a topic. <laughs> and I was like, now I moved, and I'm two minutes away again. Yeah, she's close. so it's easy. She just, to just had a huge move. It's just easy. Like, okay, we can't do it now. I'll come later. Yeah, no. So we're like, oh, yeah, we can do this. We can literally walk to each other's houses yeah. right now. It's great. It's amazing. I love, we love it. it. We love it. Um, so then I shared some poems that I wrote. And one of them she asked about. And I elaborated as to why I wrote that. And this is why I wrote that. It was for my grandmother. So just to backtrack. Um I don't know if it was six months before she had passed away or like a year before she had passed away. I went and saw a medium and they had told me that my grandmother was going to pass away. Not, I didn't know which grandmother. They were just like a grandmother. And I thought it was my, my dad's mother because she's literally been sick for 30 years. She literally, she's such an old immigrant woman. And she literally just every, since my mother was married to my father, which was literally 33 and years she ago. she black still, right? Yeah, she still wears... So my grandmother... <laughs> so my grandfather passed away 37 years old yeah, ago. And he wore... So when she passed away, she would wear like... Or when he passed away. When he passed away, she would wear just black. Right. She'd even wear her like babushka and her like... Her whole... The whole... The scarf, the everything. Yeah. All the way to the socks, the shoes, everything. Her underwears were black. Like no one can wow. buy her different color underwear. What? Yes. No, okay. this is very serious. Very okay. taken very seriously. Um, <laughs> so when my mother met her, my grandmother doesn't speak English, but she, English. but everybody would be like, 
oh yeah she's she thinks she's gonna die so she'd be like she'd be like i'm so sick i'm gonna die so this is literally like the joke like we're like of was lived many moons of moments that she was supposed to die so when this medium is telling me my grandmother's gonna die and you're not as close with her i was very close with her when i was younger but now since my since about i would say since probably i moved to toronto i haven't been as close with her because of just not being able to see her and she lives with my aunt and uncle that i'm not really close with right but when you heard that when i heard that i was i was i was sad because even now like i do think of her often and i think both my grandmothers were big parts of my life like when i would go have visitation with my dad it was my grandmother that was taking care Mm -hmm. of me um and like when I was with my mom, my other grandmother was taking care of me. So I was like, I was, I was a child of the grandmothers. Um, so I was very close with her when I was younger. And then as she's gotten older, like when I moved to Toronto, when I came to visit her one, one time during mm-hmm. Christmas, she didn't remember who I was. And so that kind of traumatized me a little bit because I wasn't like prepared for it. I didn't know that she was in that state. Mm. She was like, she looked different. She looked much more aged and she was going through, like she started her dementia and she literally, she was like, who are you? And I was, yeah. And I was, well, they don't admit to that, but she definitely has like, what do you mean? They don't admit to people that she lives with. I'm like, she needs to be in a home and like they, they're just like in denial. Like, it's, it's just a whole other family dynamic topic that is very triggering for me. (laughs) No problem. Let's just go into the deep, dark waters of Sierra's <laughs> trauma. Stop. Um, excuse me. So it's what makes you who you are, and you're a hundred percent, a hundred percent people I've ever met in my life. Oh, thanks, Catherine. Yeah. <clears throat> Ditto. So literally, she. So I went there, and she was like, <laughs> "Okay, this is this is not funny." But like when I tell stories, when I'm laughing, it's because if I don't, I will cry. Yeah, you're gonna so, cry in the same way. Um. So I go there and I'm like, hi, au revoir. And like, again, she doesn't speak English. So, and like my Portuguese now is very choppy compared to when I was young because I used it. Now I don't. Right. right? So we're talking and, and she, and she's like getting confused what I'm saying. And I'm like, cause she's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Sierra. I'm your, your granddaughter and Angela. And she, oh, so my dad is her youngest mm-hmm. um, of eight. So both, of your parents. both of my parents are the youngest. Both yeah. of them are babies and both of them were enabled their entire lives. And this is why oh. I'm the product of their <laughs> okay. production. I had to, yeah. I had to step it up as an adult for both of them. Okay. Yeah. That's great. And so they both mean, lived at home with their mothers. So that's why my grandmothers took care of me. Took care of you. Yeah. Right. The story unfolds deeper and deeper as we keep going. So, Oh, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. So my grandmother's like, she's getting confused. I'm <laughs> like, like, Avoir, I'm, uh, it's Sierra. I'm your, I'm your, I'm Angelo's daughter. And she keeps saying, that's what she keeps repeating back to me. Oh my God, Sierra. Sierra is the same name as my granddaughter of, of my son's daughter. And she's showing me a picture on the wall of myself. Whoa. And she's like, this is, this is Sierra. Maybe you look different. No. I didn't shave my head at that point. I still had my, I still had hair. Okay. 
So, and like, I'm telling you, I had seen her like two years before at my cousin's wedding and the year before at Christmas, like I go see her. I don't, when I moved to Toronto, that's the thing. When I moved to Toronto, I didn't see her enough because I was only seeing her once a year. Right. But before that, I would see her more often. She showed you a picture. So she's showing me a picture of me and she's like, this is my granddaughter, Sierra. She has the same name as you. And I'm like, that is me. And she's like, and she was so confused. She was just like, no, no, like. Whoa. So then all of a sudden she starts crying. My grandmother cries a lot. Yeah. She's a soap opera. Like she literally, she's yeah, she's literally like, she cries. She wears all black. I and met her too. Yeah. You met my avla. Yeah. yeah. And she literally just, anytime you mention my father's name, my name or my brother's name, just starts crying because obviously it's her, the only son that has died, only child that has died. And he was the youngest. He was the baby. So very traumatic. And, uh, it's just a part of our, it's part of our culture. Like you just mourn like, so, so she started wearing color at some point in my childhood. I don't, I'm not sure when. So my grandfather died 37 years ago. Then, then at some point, I think it was actually when, after we were born, because it was like a celebration. First of all, me and my brother were twins. So it was like a cell, like, Oh my God, we hit the jackpot. We have twins and we have the youngest, the youngest had a baby. And my father was like the favorite. So like it was a huge celebration. It was a big deal. So at some point my grandmother like started wearing color again. <laughs> right. And then my dad died when I was mm-hmm. 13 and she went right back to black underwear mm-hmm. and the whole fit. And again, I'm, I'm sick. I'm going to die. Like, so even like the last time I saw her, she starts crying. She's like, Sierra, Sierra. And then she's like, I'm sick. I'm going to die. Like, you know, what's crazy is like people crazy. who are like that never die. They either never <laughs> die or they do because they like make it real or they're just sick or they're just they're sick. just sick my grandmother has been on medication like she's been on like all this other shit not even no. antidepressants just like for her health like yeah. diabetes this that like all these pills different th- 18 yeah, pills. Yeah, she has yeah. a, one of those pill things and and she's dealt with loss a lot of loss. lots of loss yeah. lots of grief and just like not really dealing with obviously in no, it's the I culture. Don't want, it's the culture. It's a yeah, a lot of it has to do just, with the roots yeah, and yeah. how deep they go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just her. Yeah. No, my, my, so my, yeah, my dad's side is like Hispanic and Portuguese. Like mm-hmm. my dad's dad is Hispanic and my mom, dad's mom, Portuguese. Anyways, it's just lots of like, yeah, it's just lots of like, you hardship. Just imagine like, yeah, hardship. Like they came here. My grandfather was a, a whale hunter. They had eight children and living in a shack. Wow. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> when it was legal. <laughs> and now they live in a, sh- they lived in a shack there. They lived in a shack here with eight children, two of them. That's 10. Then the people got married. And my father was so like, he was so much younger than his other siblings. Cause there were so many of them. Is that them? What? No, that's my great, great grandparents. Okay. On my mom's side. Okay. Um, I kept that because my grandmother really loved this picture. It was mm-hmm. on my mom's side. So great, I, great grandparents. Yeah. Okay. Great, great, great. No, great grandparents. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. And so she loved that picture, and so I kept it because it's beautiful. Even though it's to me, it's creepy, but my grandmother loved it. So, well, they're your family. Yeah, we keep it for her. <clears throat> A lot of hardship. Lots of hardship. Right? So just like the, and then like just lots of scream crying you know yeah. scream crying yeah. just like mm-hmm. anyway so 
so when I went to this reading from this medium, yeah, they were telling me like your grandmother's ill and it's going to be sudden. She's going to die, whatever. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's not sudden. Like she's been telling us that she's going to die for 30, 30 years. years. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's not funny, but I'm just like, okay. And then they're telling me she wears, she wears this, um, this necklace with a cross and I'm like, well, I, I didn't realize like both of my grandmothers, both were, of them do um, necklaces with a cross. And so I'm thinking, and they're like, this is going to become yours and maybe a ring or something like a ring that maybe you wear around your neck. So I'm like, okay. And then the big message that she gave me is your grandmother is going to come when she passes on to the other life, she's going to come to you in dream like form. And you're going to think it's like, it's going to feel real when you're in the dream. That's because it is real. She's actually in your dream. That's how she's going to communicate with you. And that will be like ongoing for the rest of your years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. Great. Wonderful. So fast forward to my grandmother passing away. So the day, the day that she passed away, um, I would, I was like clockwork going to the hospital. Like it was like to me a job because we were expecting her to die at any point at this point she had lost she was in coma state like she wasn't communicative she she could probably still hear us but she couldn't talk she couldn't move she was just like breathing got it and so i just was kind of like in panic all the time like i don't want to miss her dying right and which is crazy to say like but we just hold on to that moment even though like we're looking at her and she's not who she is or Mm-hmm. whatever it's just like i don't want to miss that moment so mm-hmm. my son would come to me now she's in like actual palliative care and it was like a beautiful facility it was nice they had a kitchen for the families and stuff so we'd be there like all day whatever so i had went because my son needed a nap came home how long did you do that for like when how long was she in palliative for she, so she went in december and then she was put into palliative within three weeks and then, so she was there from like, she was in palliative from like January to when she died. Okay. So I, I was doing that for like a month and a half, wow. I would say. I was just like, at the beginning, it was like, okay, she's this and that. But then we got told by like the social worker of the hospital that was like, listen, like people in her state, like, because we didn't know she was going to go to palliative, but she was, I think she was like on the list or something to get there. And they said, like, people in her state, they'll just put them back into the homes. They don't, they, like, they need to make room for the hospital. So you guys need to be here, like, clockwork to advocate that she's not leaving the hospital and get her into the palliative list. So I remember, like, there was, like, my uncle and his partner, his wife, and then my other aunt and me. And it was, like, we were constantly always there. And then my other aunt came down from Barrie, and she was always there. So it was, like, always us for like always just trying to be there Mm -hmm. so at first I was still working so I would come after work or on like my day off and then drop the kids off somewhere I'd be like drop them to a babysitter drop them to Desiree's mom's like whatever and then afterwards I was like okay I'm just gonna leave work and I just like took a leave of absence uh, a leave of stress leave and I was like I'm just gonna this is what I'm gonna do like this is what i where i need to be so i would drop the kids to school or daycare and and then then i would would go to the hospital and then i would go pick them up 
and then I'd either go home and sleep or I would drop them off to babysitters and then go. Were you the only sleep. grandkid doing that? Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. My tummy. I was the only grand, only because none of the other grandchildren lived close. So my one grand, my one cousin who's that my, that I'm close with Michelle, she lives very far. Like she lives up North. Oh, okay. And so she, it was really hard. She ended up coming down. That must um, have been really difficult. It was really hard for her. Yeah. Um, but I think that like, I don't think, like, I think people came to visit her. Like there was, but you were like a consistent, but I was person. there like, yeah, okay. because, because people didn't live close right. or like their relationship was different than, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I like, you were really close yeah. with her. Yeah. And like, and you felt like the duty. I, yeah. I was like, yeah. I owe you yeah. like, and even though like people are like, you don't have to take care of your grand, your, your parents or your grandparents unless you want to. And for me, it was a want. It was like, even when she was at, when I moved back to London from Toronto and she was in her home, like I, my, like Kaz's daycare was close to, um, where she was staying. And so I was like, I have to see her. And when I wouldn't see her, I would feel very guilty. And I would like have breakdowns to her and be like, grandma, I'm so sorry. And she would be like, Sierra, you have kids. You're a mom. You're working. Like, it's okay. I understand. But I was like, I I would be like, no, like I should be, I shouldn't be working. I should be taking care of you. But I think that like, she wouldn't have wanted that shoot because she would think that like, I'm ruining my life for her kind of thing. Like that was kind of her thing. And also, I don't want you to put your life on hold for like me, but in my mind, I'm like, but yes, (laughs) like, you know, also though, like women like that, man, like it's a pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. Her, one of her biggest things to me about aging that she would always say to me is it's not that I'm older that is the problem it's that I'm I cannot do the things that I used to be able to do that I want to still do I want to get up and cook for myself I cannot get up and cook for myself I want to get up and like be able to do things physically that my body is giving out on Mm -hmm. and she would be so frustrated like she would do these things like she her her like it's actually having to rely on other people yes rather than she doesn't want choosing to yes and like have to and i don't have a choice and my body is it doesn't feel like my own right it's like i can't pick up something that i used to pick up and for somebody who did it all by herself for so long yeah, she was that 80 was... years old mowing the fucking lawn. Right. <laughs> That's like, crazy. Yeah. So owning a home, living by yeah. herself for a really long time. For a long time. Yeah, doing it all by herself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden having to rely on other people to take care of herself. Yeah. yeah it's a lot. And like stubborn, very stubborn. Very stubborn. But yeah. at the same time, the stubbornness is actually what I think has helped my Viva live a longer life. Oh, 100%. It's the resistance. Yeah, the resistance to like, I am not going to rely on you. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so. Yeah. I don't know where we were. She was nonverbal. And you were, you were told that you're going to see. From a medium. Yes. I'm going to see her in my dreams. This is going to be very special connection and it's real. Believe it. Like that's, she's actually there. So fast forward. So. I took my son home for a nap 
Um, Can you imagine if this wasn't recording? No, it's yeah, we're good. <laughs> Could oh you God. imagine this I whole time? Of, I just thought oh about God, that. I'm like, like, oh my God, Catherine, it's, it's done. I'm not repeating any of this because I once I start going, I cannot go back. No, we're good. We're good. It's at 48 minutes. Um. Um. Hold on. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you just have to take a little two-second intermission here. Oh, okay. <laughs> One moment, please. Hi, we're back again. We're back. Catherine just booked a flight and she put her hair up. It's big moments here. Oh. Yeah, get it on my face. Get it on her face. Um, okay, so I think we left off as to the medium reading and then fast forward to her day of death. My son was still really young, my second. And we were going like clockwork at the palliative care for visitation. That's where we were. Yeah. yeah. And then so um, we were there. She was in like a coma-like state, non-responsive, not being able to communicate, just breathing. Um, and they had her on some machines, and maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. And um, just kind of like waiting until it happened. And then, so I, me and my son, I took my son home to go for a nap because we had been there for a long time, and he just needed one. So we went home. We had a nap on his bunk bed on the top bunk. And, um, uh, I had put a, an alarm on to wake me up so that I could go back to the hospital, um, just in case anything happened and see her. And then, um, I had, a, I had fallen asleep with my son. I had a dream. So in this dream, um, she's, I know that she's dying. Like she's still dying. She's in palliative care, but she's in a room that looks different than the room that she was in. And she's sitting in a rocking chair and she's knitting, um, which is something she loved to do. She loved to sit in her rocker and knit. And so she's doing that and she looks healthy. She doesn't look like mm. what she looks like in the state right now. As she's dying. She's, she looks healthy. She's talking, she's communicative. And I come into the room and I'm like, hi, grandma. And she like looks like confused and a little like pulled back. And like she, she does this face. She's she's very readable in her expressions. And so I'm like, oh, what's going on? And so first she tells me about the men I've chosen in my life or one particular man that she's like, he's just not good for you. I don't like him. And I was like, OK, grandma mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then she still looking at me like confused and I'm like, what's going on? What, what's, what's, what are you upset about or something? And she goes, why aren't you letting Rose in? And it's I was crazy like, that you even remember this dream. Yeah. It's, because... it's like a huge moment in my life. I will never forget this dream. Like I might have forgotten like specifics of the dream. Cause I know it was like more detailed and longer, but this is like the gist of it. Yeah. But this is the gist of it. Yeah. And, um, and it's funny because they say that your dreams are actually like, so short they are they're the first five minutes when you fall asleep and they're the last five minutes before you wake Wake up up. yeah so it's like crazy that like apparently apparently we don't know (laughs) but it's so crazy that like i had this and then i'm like thinking about it and i'm like doesn't it didn't feel like 
that short of time but anyways yeah it's always like that they feel forever it feels like you're like there yeah and like it's been a whole day event or something whatever so she's like why wouldn't you let rose in and i'm like i was like grandma who the heck is rose like i'm like what do you mean rose who's rose and she's like you didn't let rose in you told the nurses the nurses told me that you said that she can't come in like i can't have her as a visitor or, or something like that like it was along the lines of that and then i was like grandma i would never tell anyone that they couldn't come visit you. I would never keep anyone from you. Like they can come visit you. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, of course. I was like, I'll go tell them. Um, cause I never said that. And, and whatever. And she's like, okay. And then she calms down and she, she's like more of herself and she's like, okay. And then I'm like, I'm going to go now. I'll be back later. And I give her a kiss on her forehead and she's, and I say, I love you. And she says, I love you back. And I'm like, okay, bye, bye. And it was just like, it was like, I, I knew I was going to see her again. It was not, it wasn't a big deal. I loved her. She loved me. I'm going to visit and whoever this Rose person is. So I leave and then I like wake up and I'm like in panic. I'm like, <gasps> and I look at my phone. My phone is dead. Mm-hmm. You're so you woke up in panic because because you missed your alarm i thought i missed my alarm but my my phone's dead so my i would have missed it anyway my phone's my phone by the way my phone always dies if anyone knows me and is and listening to me actually you're right i had to buy oh yeah (laughs) what am i saying she's like what am i saying she has a charger at her house for me because my phone always would die at her house and i'm like you know what's funny i need you to go get a phone charger out of out of all the shit that i packed for my tech stuff I made sure <laughs> to keep that in the little carry-on. Yep. Because I knew she's going to need this My when she comes always, to visit me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Phone always dies. Always, always. I just don't charge it long enough or I forget to charge it at night. But anyways, <laughs> I'm on it. Like, obviously, I use it. But um, you. You're hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So it always dies. So, like, literally, my phone died. I woke up in panic. I'm like, oh. I'm like we have to go to the hospital. So my son wakes up from the nap. And it's like a later nap. It was like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. when we woke up. Anyways, so my son. My That's son, like me every morning. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, <gasps> I missed out. So I wake up. I get my son ready. I get my daughter ready. We, I'm like, we got to go back to the hospital. So we go back to the hospital. On my way there, I must have been pl- charging the phone in the car. Mm-hmm. Because my phone turns on at some point. So yeah, my phone's plugged into the car charger. And I get a message from my mom. And it says grandma has passed and it says the time that she's passed. And I'm like, we're going anyways, whatever. So then when we got there, she was laid in the room. She was passed away and everybody left the room so that I could have one-on-one time with her and say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I said my little prayer to her and held her hand and cried and did all the things and uh, gave her my last words. Just, I, I, Yeah. I thanked her for everything that she did and that if she didn't know in this life how much I appreciated her, she'll know in her afterlife because I'll talk to her often or whatever and tell her. So that was that. That's beautiful. February 24th, big day. Um, And then, so then they prepared the body, whatever. So after she had passed away, the following day, we had gotten together at my uncle's and and his um, partner's house, my aunt's house. 
and we were going through all of her, my grandmother had ridiculous amounts of like photo albums and so we were going through all the photo albums and picking pictures that we wanted to display at the funeral and th- pictures that we wanted copies of for ourselves and vice versa blah 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 so she had these huge binders of like photo albums oh, and she that. has is so old school with the yes. with the, with the um laminated yes a thick yes. cardboard paper the yeah and best. it makes the sound it's like mm-hmm. like the best yeah very and then if you tangible. try and take the photo out it's like it's stuck. sticky yeah it's and like it's, stuck yes. and sticky yeah yeah so we had one of those moments and so there's this binder okay and this binder says rosaland on it and i'm like who the who the heck is rosaland and they're like oh it's grandma's best friend um her name is her name is Rose. She used to call her Rose, but her name is Rosalan. And I'm like, oh my god, guys, because I had told my aunt um, and I think my mom about this dream that I had. You itch your nose the same amount I do. Oh my, I know like, it I gets like, like it gets like itchy, the and then it doesn't yes. stop. Yes, it's so it's annoying. Okay. And I have like a large like. I have a large nose, and my my my. What is this called? My uh, I don't know the thing in the cavity. The what is that called? Anyways, it just like moves a lot when I itch it and it irritates my it whole makes... family. We itch our nose I know, all the time. That's crazy. I feel like a <laughs> rabbit or something. Yeah. When oh. when I first met Randall, he he noticed that about me and my family. He's like, you guys all touch your face all the <laughs> and time. And I'm always like this. Yes. He's like, <laughs> so it's, gross. It's and I'm like, we've never noticed it. It's just it, yeah, it DNA. is gross. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Now We're that I think about it, like but I literally can't stop when it starts. He was I gonna can't. tie my hands when when it when it hit. He was gonna tie my hands back behind my because he was like, "You're like, gonna you can't t- be seen in public like this." No, no, because he's like, "You're gonna touch everything, Things, yeah. and then you're gonna touch your face." Oh, and I was pregos, yeah. and he was like hyper sensitive yeah. yeah so anyway that was a funny time wow but i didn't even think about that how oh many, yeah we should have a record of how many times we touch our face yeah. our noses uh-huh while we're talking <laughs> i don't even notice sometimes it's so unconscious and then my nose starts hurting and mm-hmm. i'm like okay it's because i've been rubbing it for like see i can't stop he would yeah he, <laughs> he had a tracker on me for sure anyway so so they're like i'm like guys the albums so i tell them this i tell them yeah. I told them the dream previous to this album thing. I told my, I think my aunt again and my, I think my mom, there might be some, anyways, I told people the dream, <laughs> but I'm like her friend, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't say the name because at that moment, right. It didn't matter. I didn't think the person, I didn't think that the name was relevant because I had never heard that name before. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm just like, she said I was holding someone from coming to see her. And I said, I wasn't. And then she said, okay, she calmed down. And I gave her a kiss on for it. I said, bye. So when I like turned on the phone, she had died while I was dreaming, when I, while I was sleeping. Okay. Right. So this is part of it. But then when I seen the album and it's like, Rosalan, she called her Rose. It clicked. I go, that was the fucking person. She's talking. And they're like, what? And I'm like, the dream, the dream I had. That is Rose was the lady and I don't I didn't know who Rose was. I thought Rose was just a random name from my dream. Right. Made up because I had never heard this name before. Mm-hmm. So I've I've heard of on but like probably when I was a kid or something like it wasn't something that like I constantly heard or talked about whatever. Yeah. I'm telling them I'm like Rose whatever and they're like are you kidding me? So my my aunt actually spoke about my dream at the funeral. She didn't say my my daughter just tripped. I <laughs> swear to God. 
I thought what happened? somebody just fell down the stairs. I'm going to think about it. Let me, Jana, we are recording. Okay. Sorry, we were interrupted by my oldest. She's literally, there. I honestly thought a child fell down your <laughs> upper stairs. And meanwhile, it's your eldest. My eldest was up going the up the stairs and she tripped. Um, she's a grown ass child and grown. she's, she just should be doing homework. I hope she's doing homework. Jana, if you're listening to this, I hope you were doing she's homework. Not <laughs> she's not listening to it. <laughs> but if she was. Yeah. Jayana. Anyways. Um, what was I saying? So Rose. So I'm like, and they're like, oh my God. So then my aunt actually brought up at the, at the funeral. She spoke about it. I couldn't speak at the funeral because I was literally a mess, but she had spoke about it because she was like, my niece had a dream and this and this. Um, and so we actually found out, I don't know if it was that same day that we were looking at the pictures, but the next day or either the same day, the day before or the next day, around that time, mm-hmm. within the three days, we had found out that Rose had actually died that same day, either hours before or hours later. I don't remember the hour difference either. And this is where I started crying. Yeah. She was bawling her eyes. out. It's like the notebook. If anyone's watched the notebook when they'd like die holding hands. Yeah. Soulmates. Soulmates. So my grandmother has been best friends with Rosanan for, since she was like 18, like since she was like a teen, they were best friends. They got married together. They went on dates. They went on dates together. They had kids together. She was my, um, my like godmother for one of my aunts or uncles. They were best friends Mm. and she lived in Montreal at the time of, uh, or Quebec at the time that. My grandmother had passed away. So they weren't even in the same city. They weren't in the same vicinity. There was no way of us, any of us knowing that Rose was dying at the same time that my grandmother was dying. And this dream was in fact like a representation that she was waiting for Rose. Cause that's what she said in the dream. She was like, you're not letting her in. I'm, I'm waiting to see her. She wants to see me. You're not letting her wow. in. You're keeping her from me. And I was like, grandma, what are you talking about? I don't even know who this Rose person is. You're like, I was like, you're crazy. And anyways, so she, I truly believe that she was waiting for Rose to die so that she could let go and take her last breath. Cause they do say that they say that people die when they're ready to die and they hold on for a moment. And that moment could be, you know, someone saying it's okay for you to go or it's, or, you know, someone comes and visits that they needed to be there. Right. Like mm-hmm. whatever, whoever it was, my, my mom was there when my, uh, my mom and one of my aunts was there when she had passed um they I were believe, in the room yeah there's truth to and that. i i really believe that people even people who i think we talked about this on one of our sessions but like the whole idea of like s- purpose and like when it's our time to go and i really believe that people go when they need to go mm-hmm. it might be you know we have this idea that like people are so young oh that person died so young they had so much more life to live Maybe I like my perception is like you were supposed to leave then. Right. Not to your loved ones. It will never feel like that. Even with my grandmother, she was 91, I believe, when she passed away. I to me, it wasn't the right time to go. I was like, you must live until I'm married. I want you at my wedding and I want my kids to be old. Like, that's what I felt. But it was her time. Like, it was her time to go in that moment. But anyways, Rose, I Mm -hmm. strongly believe that she waited for Rose for that moment 
and that they are soulmates and that my dream put that together and it was a gift to all of us for me to have that dream and Mm -hmm. sometimes like I don't talk about like when I have dreams like that like that I feel like are almost like psychic (laughs) like in a way um because I'm like it's it's a weird I think it I, I, but not even sight, like that's just spiritual. Like, that's what I mean. Like it, I don't talk, sometimes I don't yeah. talk about things that feel, cause I know the difference between it being a dream and mm-hmm. then there being like a feeling of right. like connection beyond in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do have those moments and that moment was those moments. And I don't usually speak on, like, it's weird for me to go and tell someone that like mm-hmm. I might tell my friend or whatever, but I actually went and told my aunt about it and then I told my I told my mom about it and they were like weird that's like that's so strange but then when we were putting Rose like in, like when the whole thing came together it was everybody was like this this is insane day. and then when we found out that she passed away in the same day like it was just like an insane thing but anyway so I wrote a poem about it and it was very dear to my heart and Catherine just read it and because she, she was she's like I don't really know what she was reading some poems that I wrote and she's like I don't really know what that no was. I, I did I said this one oh I think I know like what this one is about yeah, that's what you said grandma. yeah and she said like, I yes. think I know this one then you told me so. this story and it just like I told C I was like this just makes me feel like love real love goes with you wherever you go and soulmates are they a real exist. thing. Yeah, they exist. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have to be like romantic. Romantic. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so special. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Very special. Um, big, big moment in my life. And big, like big moment where I feel like, like she was actually in my dream mm-hmm. that actually existed. And I can take the beauty of like she died exactly with who she needed to die with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't someone in our like physical state. Mm. That person was with her holding her hand to walk through then to the next life. Yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah. I think of that. Yeah. I think of that often. Like the, even like the heartbreak of losing somebody. Yeah. Cause when my dad's mom passed shortly after, um, his dad passed. Yeah. And when she passed is when at, right after is when he like became really ill. Yeah. And that could stem from a hundred percent literal heartbreak. Yeah. And then he passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That so, whole like lovebird syndrome. Mm-hmm. I owned lovebirds when I was younger and that's exactly what happened. There's a lot of situations yeah. like that. Yeah. They, they, they died like, mm-hmm. The, the one bird when the other bird like died i don't know other... that book pardon i don't know that book no like i actually had a love bird and what the... is that oh, like a like bird real <laughs> <laughs> she's like i don't know that book what are you talking about real i'm like i thought you said birds. i read the book love birds and that's exactly what that is oh no you maybe had i had love birds i had two love birds yeah okay they were my favorite pets. I I love animals, guys. Uh, I'm an animal lover. I had four birds and love. I had love birds, and I had them from baby, like since hatchlings. Mm-hmm. And they, I like hand fed them, and it was a whole thing. And they were so. Oh cute. yeah, ask Shauna. My bird would fly on my shoulder yeah. all around Fla- the house. Yeah, 
we would leave it out so that's how the one bird died because literally my mom it was like a winter day this is when we lived at the freaking cottage in port stanley with the goat the, farm no, no the cottage, the cottage. Port stanley, sorry port you guys stanley. know this story yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was no insulation fucking poor tropical bird was like Cold. where are we like tropical bird oh is that the one with the white and the yellow lovebirds no is that a cockatoo am i thinking of a cockatoo cockatoo? okay lovebirds are so beautiful oh my god show me lovebird okay i don't know what they look like i'm gonna show you one like a parrot no they're like miniature little parrots they're very smart too like very smart birds they like anyway i think i know um so i'll show you the ones that i oh my god they're so they're green they're like different colors, but the ones that I had looked like, they look like this. And so what? One of them passed and then right after the other one did? They look like this. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So cute. They're so cute. They're like little puff balls. So, um, the one was, the one, the female was the one that would, she would love to like fly around the house and you're supposed to get their wings clipped because. I would clip hers all be, the time. Yeah. Because of the fact that like they're they're gonna fly right. higher and higher and yeah. higher if you don't clip them right so <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye the and like the the cottage the ceiling was way lower than this so it's not like they could go up whatever so Uh-oh. one day i had her out the male wasn't as like crazy as her but she would like do like like around circles yeah. around and my mom freaking knew she was out and my mom op- was opening things out I, you know my mom always doing crazy door. things like yeah. always like going in and out of the freaking cottage i don't even know what she was doing where she was moving and it's the middle of winter and she opens the window and she just the the bird just shoop, shoop, like <gasps> ducked and left middle of winter near the water stop. the lake we're on the beach stop i I was literally heartbroken. I don't think you understand. I cried like someone murdered her. I was like, she's going to die. She's going to freeze. <gasps> like my heart was like, oh my no. God, I was so upset. I'm still upset at you, mom. If you're listening to this, I'm still upset at you. No. Their names were Diamond and Rocky, like horrible and names. Diamond flew, Diamond out, flew out. Yeah. And oh, babe, she didn't make it. No. <laughs> She did to not. this day i'm like traumatized i'm like the tropical she thought she was in brazil in the house and guess what five kilometers. she was not in brazil she, she probably not even five kilometers an eagle she got to her an or eagle froze and she went into, into the, the water yeah like i was like oh my god the poor thing i like it was so traumatizing well, maybe she was rescued no because think nobody I'm has hopeful. diamond nobody has I'm diamond hopeful. no you know the facebook the, it, wasn't you know it's like then. windy and shit and like <laughs> you you like she probably couldn't no, see because the snow no. wind oh my god so sad <sighs> i laugh Diamonds. about it now but i was like traumatized like literally traumatized like i kept i would have dreams about her like freezing oh, i would have dreams about like she's awful suffering yeah she suffered like i apparently that's i actually <laughs> i actually googled like no they didn't have google then winter in canada but i literally was like is it i would ask people like is it it was it more painful to die freezing or burning and even Gianna the other day she's like did you know that freezing is actually way more painful than than burning and all i think about is diamond i'm like fucking diamond fucking froze (laughs) fuck sounds like a fucking stripper name but it's not it's my fucking love bird um but so so after that rocky which was her her partner yeah but her wing no see her wings were clipped she couldn't fly high they were not clipped oh shit she's that's why she went 
Okay. Like she went down and up out of the door. The and because we didn't get them clipped recently. This is why you gotta clip your fucking birds. What do you call those? House birds. House birds fucking thing. They're this is why I'm saying like God. and we had the nicest cage and she had all the nice toys my mom spent so much money on that cage and i was so upset she sold that fucking cage when i was older she kept that cage my whole childhood and into adulthood she kept the cage because i told her don't fucking get rid of the cage i want birds one day again yeah when i can when i can take care of them myself mm-hmm. without you opening doors i'm gonna use that cage and then my mom i'm my gonna get you two lovebirds now my mom was always my mom was always struggling with money until recently um so she fucking needed her car repaired her mechanic so she gave the mechanic the fucking birdcage wait what she bartered (laughs) (laughs) this is a real story guys she fucking gave my birdcage and this was like a fucking high-end birdcage like a classy ass white beautiful mansion type birdcage for tropical birds and she was like yeah sierra i actually don't have the cage anymore because i gave it to Oshana the mechanic shout out to Oshana the mechanic but I was like what and she's like Sierra when were you gonna buy birds I'm like when I was ready (laughs) funny mind you this is like 20 years after the birds had passed away but still I was holding like I traumatized to death so anyways diamond leaves she's dead in the cold okay stories like they are you can't make this shit no I know that's what I'm saying I can't make this shit up this is real life okay this is why people have told me to write a book many times in my life and i just can't because no, we're squirrel but we're gonna talk about it so fast forward to after <laughs> she, uh, rewind back to diamond's death so she's gone i'm traumatized i keep having dreams that she's gonna come back rocky her partner her fucking lovebird her fucking soulmate he can't stand the pain he he, is, <laughs> he can't do it no so he stops eating he starves himself i'm like i'm like mom rocky's not eating He's not going to, he's going to die. And she's like, no, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. One day come home from school. Rocky's fucking dead in the cage. Traumatizing, traumatizing. But you know what? I was content because I'm like, I know that they're together now in the afterlife. Because since I was young, I believed in the afterlife. But I'm telling you, traumatizing. He starved himself. He stopped eating. He stopped eating. He literally just wasn't eating his food. Just soulmates. So... Diamond okay. and Rocky are like Rose and Falmon. If so. I get you two birds, she's going to eat them. Okay, first of all, I don't want... <laughs> you need Diamond and Rocky back. First of all, like, you're so funny. She's like, so if I get you two birds, like, what are you talking about, I crazy? I have to. Uh, maybe my, when I have a home... I can do birds. When I, I ha- can't do a dog. Well, but I, we can oh, do birds I love here. dogs. I keep... So my one of my closest friends, uh, my sister, she literally just bought a dog. And the amount of restraint I had to give myself that day, like I had to give her my card and she was like, you are absolutely not buying a dog. And the girl was like, I'll give you guys a two for one deal <gasps> or two for two for special Temptation. like two. and I almost left there with the dog because I love animals. They are my literally like if I could people know this, I would have a house with animals. But when I have money and an actual house in a backyard. You can buy me some birds. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I, what am I going to do? Where am I going to put them in this house? Right there in the corner. Just don't let them out of the cage. No, birds are messy. Like they need room to. To your birds need room. 
Majority of people keep their birds in the cages. You and I let our birds roam free. Because they're <laughs> animals that like need to be free. 1,000%. And agree. like this one would be like a bird in my house. She, my cat has never ate a bird like she because she's indoor outdoor but she has tried like she's caught them and then let them free she's like those fisher fishermen that like fish and then let the oh, fish yeah, free yeah, yeah, which yeah. actually people that fish that are listening to this please don't do that that's actually the worst thing that you could do to a fish Is you might as well tra- just fucking eat it just traumatize it like and then put it back. that's like me that like could you imagine For what could you to, imagine to that we like something? literally someone would just like the policemen just well they do do this but like imagine like the police going down the street and like just pulling you over and putting you in jail for absolutely no reason and then letting you loose after they traumatize you i, I mean, always do thought do that, that too i always thought that with fishing i'm like why do people Don't just do fish th- yeah. show it because they think it, that they're doing more they throw it back in yeah they think that it's it's like a hobby to them and they think they're doing less harm i'm not gonna lie i've fished in the past and i really enjoyed it no it However, yes enjoy it then eat the fish eat it but like, it has to be a fish that I'm going to eat. I'm not yes. just going to catch anything. So I have to go to a place where they have that fish. Correct. Well, and it's not going to be mean, in Canada. Okay, great. I'm going to go get some salmon <laughs> or some cod. Some cod. <laughs> Maybe some I don't do tilapia. I like halibut. Um, anyway, this has been Here's the Pedicy podcast. Oh, are we episode? Are we episode? What is yeah. this episode? Numero says. Six. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said like, "What are we going to name this episode?" And I looked at you like, "Rose." Oh, Rose. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we're at an hour and seventeen minutes. An hour and seventeen. Okay. Well, just on a last note, I think the only thing that I wanted to say on this podcast that I haven't said because it was the only thing I had been thinking about for the past oh. two weeks. <laughs> because of something the you past, said in the past two weeks one? yes i was okay. like i just want to clarify and this is this is only this is a trigger for me guys so don't think that i like this has to do with anyone saying anything no one said anything to me and was like weird it's just and it was wh- just you reflecting me, back yes. on yourself and i don't often listen to our our i don't at things all. at all yeah i can't i can't because i will obsess over what i've said and then i'll over explain and when i over i had a yeah. a post on instagram yesterday that i posted and I, I literally I posted it on the same side. I posted it on the same side. I, when I overdo anything, so over explain, overthink, over anything, it's because I'm triggered and I'm trying to explain and make up for mistakes, whatever. Anyways, trying to be a perfectionist, you can't be perfect. Just stop trying to attain it. And I have to remind myself of this all the time. But I think one of our last podcasts, I was like, I don't believe in medication or something like that that had to do with mental health. That's just for me. It is not that I don't believe in regulating mental health through medication. For me, it's not a thing. However, if it does help you, like to me, Mental health is not supposed to be medicated for the rest of your life unless you're in psychosis and you cannot control it and you've gone to that level. But if beforehand, like whatever, it's not supposed to be long term for me. And that's just my belief for me. If it works for you long term, take medication all your life. Do whatever you need to do. Okay. (laughs) Prescription. Fill it up. Is there anything else? I'm not sure. But that was a huge thing for me. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want people to think because I have had debates with people in my personal life who do have people in their life that are medicated for depression or anxiety, whatever. And I've had arguments with them 
where I'm like, no, like you don't need med- like you shouldn't take medication forever. It's supposed to be there to like help you so that you can then do the work to get the tools to live a life without the medication, right? Like the wean off, right? The, the bandit, whatever. And I've had like arguments with people in my life that have people close to them and they're like, no, it works for them. You have like, so I just want to clarify, this is just my experience with depression, anxiety, mental illness, whatever the labels are. And, um, mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I strongly believe in like therapy being at the forefront and different types of therapy, different types of healing, different types of layers, whatever. But yeah, that was one thing that like, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I said I that. Think, I hope it didn't come off like that. No. I, I, know? And I think it's because of like you, it was like a one sentence and it was just like that. Like, yeah. And it like, I don't stuck believe out. I don't believe in medication. <laughs> and you didn't really branch off. Yes. So this was your, my branch off, but yourself. And again, but, I'm explaining really myself because to. I was triggered. Right. Because I was like, I don't want to be bad. I don't want to be wrong. See, I've said so much shit on these episodes already that yeah. I'm just like, why? But it, we just have to like let it be and let it go because eventually we might correct it. We might notice it. Like, right. And even like I was talking to someone about like they had said like, oh, you only wish you had one child. Like, well, what child would you let? I'm like, OK, I didn't mean it in the sense that like I meant it in a loving way that I wish I could give all my children three moms of me mm. so that all of them would have my undivided love attention yeah whatever right it wasn't coming from a place of like well, right uh, fuck fuck kids. i mean and all of moms i think that all we moms all understand. have this moment like if you're a mom you understand that moment I because you're like and even if you're not a mom if you're a woman you have moments like that in your life where you're like fuck like this is chaos or like this is overwhelming and like I beat myself up a lot about did I do like the thing that my grandma said, like, am I a good mom? Mm. Like I have those moments all the time. Am I a good mom? Am I being a good mom? Was that moment a good mom moment? Like, especially because majority of, yeah, Yeah. it's called being a conscious parent. When you are a conscious parent, it's fucking hard. Even when you're not a conscious parent, sometimes you look back consciously at an unconscious parenting, like, yeah, scenario or timeline or, your entire fucking parenting <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like fuck and it's a huge part of who we are and who we are how we identify ourselves especially yeah. in this time of our life when our kids are not adults yet and yeah. when they really fully rely on us yes. to show up for them and they're molding we're molding right yeah. so yeah and we and we lose ourselves in it and it's like i understand what you're what you mean what you mean by that like it's not that you it's not that you it's not that i don't want my children no. i love my fucking children so you want to give your all it's that i wish that i could them. be the perfectest parent Correct. to all my children mm-hmm. and i have to get over the fact that one i'm not perfect i'm not going to be perfect it's not attainable but the other part of it is i have the reality is i have three children and i cannot give a hundred sierra every day all day to every single one of them individually and i that holds guilt and shame even though even if i only had one of them i wouldn't be able to give them all of that because i barely give that to myself i don't even know what that looks like i was like. just thinking that i was like, like i have Catherine one and only I has one <laughs> and pe- but that's the, the that shame way. and guilt yeah. from being just a mom and a parent and a perfectionist that can't be perfect and like, being conscious and being conscious and like being conscious is hard kids. yeah i think probably being an unconscious parent is probably easier because you're just like you're not conscious you're not spent even if you have moments of consciousness of regret and shame the majority of the time you're just like functioning yeah and you fuck up your kid you fuck up your kid right 
look at it later and be like like those people that are like i don't know why ronnie is like this right. he, I, I he had such a good home we we gave him everything we could and then you like look back at ronnie's story and he's like my parents didn't talk to me mm-hmm. they didn't even look at me mm-hmm. my whole, like that's unconscious parenting but yeah anyway it, it is what it is and those are things that i had last session and i like the past two weeks yeah. i've had a couple triggers of like people kind of like people that like are supposed to support me that have like said things probably not not like in that moment their intent wasn't to hurt me but they were triggered about something for them and and then they triggered and then we would have we had a conversation afterwards and it was like a good conversation of like oh like this is actually where it was coming from and then I'm like okay thank you for letting me know I appreciate you I love you I see you I hear you why couldn't you have said it nicer so that i didn't feel like i was a bad person or that i did something wrong mm-hmm. and then like obsessing over it but yeah interesting i've anyway. had those conversations too yeah it's hard with randall it's, yeah he's like he listens to all the episodes and he's like oh i didn't know that about you hmm. oh because <laughs> even like when we were talking about consistent relief he's like i'm really sorry if like you don't feel like you get that and i'm gonna try and give that to you more often right um, because a lot of my, yeah, like a lot of my pain, uh, I just like deal with inside and I don't talk about Women. it. Women. Yeah. Mothers. So then, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff, but you know, this has been awesome. And we're, listen, we might not sound enthusiastic all the time <laughs> and it's not because we don't want to be here and we don't want to record. It's just because we're tired and we want to capture how we how we are in the current state yeah regardless of like life being tough or us being exhausted and this is really fun for us actually. this is really like fun we for us. really get a like i get a high off of it i'm like i'm like excited. awake right now like so, i'm like let's do another episode exactly you so know like even though we sound tired sometimes or we're drained or we're huffing and puffing yeah. we want to be here we enjoy this yeah. and this is like healing for us exactly yeah um so no, this has been great, and I hope that you, listening, felt what I felt when Sierra was sharing such an intimate part of her life and special, um, a really special person in her life. And I can say I met her. And yeah, can you share did. her name? Yeah, Fernand. I, I said on the Philomena. Fernand is her actual Fernand. Fernand Hermance Robert is her actual. She name. was a beautiful soul, yeah. and. Um, so this episode is going to be dedicated to her and her soulmate Rose. Rose. Yeah, I love them. And I did pull cards today before Catherine came because I did not feel like recording today in all honesty, but because I, not because of you, because (laughs) she's like, Oh no, because we just talked about like, yeah, we enjoy this and we want to know. We do. do. I didn't want to record today because I was having some really sad moments the past two days. Like I was very lonely, very sad and just felt like being under the covers and crying and so i've been really in tune with like prayer lately mm-hmm. and and god and the higher power mm-hmm. and for anyone that knows me i'm not a religious person mm-hmm. per se but my grandmother was very religious both mm-hmm. my grandmothers and my partner obviously he often reminds me of like religion because he reads the bible and he's you know anyways he's that's a beautiful part of him that i'm like i, I wish i was more like that but mm-hmm. i not so i've always just yeah anyways You're exploring that. I'm, I'm i'm very spiritual and i yeah. believe in a higher power but 
lately I've been very like deep and drawn to like prayer and God and the higher power and also like wanting to go back to church and like those are things that are like really special to me right now yeah yeah and two of my close friends like I'm not gonna say their names on here because I don't know if they feel comfortable if I do but one of them listens to this podcast but um they have been like guiding me with like prayer and like um just like being really beautiful about it not being religious because I think I get like triggered when I talk a about lot religion. Of people do. A and lot of people yes, do. I get even very, very prayer, triggered. Like, and it how like, how do I even do that? Yeah. And it like turns mm-hmm. me off a moment I make it religious. Mm-hmm. And so they've been helping me guide through like, okay, this isn't religion. This is just your connection to the higher power. Yep. It's a and you make it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that my whole life, mm-hmm. but right now I'm drawn to doing it in like prayer mm-hmm. away, which is like, speaking to speaking to in prayer instead of just speaking Mm -hmm. right and like having intent with prayer instead of just whatever yeah so i've been doing that i love that we're talking about this yeah and i i really believe that this is coming in time like whenever it's her like anniversary there's something that comes up in a time that it's like that's what i need that's special to me or like Mm -hmm. i'm wearing her sweater i didn't even realize i was wearing her sweater until we started talking Mm. about the whatever so i pulled cards today right before you came when you walked in Mm mm-hmm I was sitting in that corner with cards around me because I had to make a prayer and I was like, I need to make a prayer and I'm just going to pull some cards and just see what comes up. And I'm just like, what is it that I need for healing? Mm -hmm. What is it that what's going to help me get through this sadness and loneliness of my life right now that I feel like depleted? I feel not good enough and I feel not worthy. I feel not prioritized. So how do I feel okay right now without going into like a mental break again right or whatever right so i pull some cards and the cards that came out were um animals artistic expression yoga or movement and family and forgiveness was one card like together so four cards so i'm like i'm i'm saying this because this is all connected into like okay. this. So I'm going to, I'm going to connect it now. Bless you. Thank you. I, I hate when people sneeze I'm and sorry. say bless me because I'm like, it's okay. I will bless you. You don't have to bless yourself. I'm right here. Just let me get to it. <laughs> so I'm like, how I've been raised. no, whenever I see that, I'm like, are you, are you saying that I'm not going to bless you? Like, no, I'm like, it's like a, a, like, bless me. Yeah. But when you say bless me, it's I'm like, like ex- do you think I don't care about no, no, your no. sneeze? It's like the old fashioned way of saying, excuse me. Like, pardon me. Yeah, but you could just say, excuse me, and I'll say, bless you for you. You know, when you say, bless me, I'm like, does she... It's like when when when, when you're like, when you give someone a plate, and you're like, you're welcome. That's how I feel. Even though that's not what oh. you meant. It's not what you meant. It's where my trigger goes. It's like... Interesting. I'm like, shut, shut, I'll get to you. I'll get to you. Don't worry. Interesting. Like, no, no, no. I, you know, but it's I, nothing to do with you. It's a, I know, to me. I know. That's but the way you. I've always interpreted is like what I said. It's the old-fashioned way back then like medieval times mm-hmm. of saying pardon me excuse me i apologize bless me yeah like when i sneeze i but say taking oh, it like- yeah <laughs> fuck you i'm getting to the point <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like that's legit that's like so when funny. when my partner sneezes and he says bless me mm-hmm. i'm like are you being passive aggressive no you know that's he funny. probably is but no. maybe i don't know <laughs> i love you. love you um so literally so what was i gonna say so you uh, okay so i pulled the cards yes okay then i'm texting when i <laughs> like i'm texting my best friend like earlier mm-hmm. 
And she's like, hey, what are you doing Saturday? Her mom has a hobby farm, which is like my dream. Animals. Yeah. She's like, do you want, what are you doing Saturday? I'm going to go, I'm going to go see my mom. And, um, do you want to meet me there? See some goats and some chickens. And I'm like, of course I want to see goats and some chickens. How did you? Like I literally immediately, my eyes were like watering while she's texting me. She doesn't even know this is happening, but I told her, I'm like, I pulled some cards and (laughs) the animals like, cause in the card, it said like animals are part of your healing, which is has always been my truth since I was a kid. I used to like walk under horses and they would stay still. And my mom would think that like, I was like magic. Like she tells people this. Oh, we used to go to the horse farms when she was like four or five and she would talk to the horses and they would stop and let her go underneath them and touch them. Like anyways, true stories guys. This is not, I'm not making this up. (laughs) No, that's really pretty. Pretty beautiful, gorgeous, lovely. Yeah. Like love. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Magical. Magic. (laughs) Just thinking of Harry Potter. Um, I love Harry Potter, by the way. Um, it's, it's like 1230. One o'clock. In the morning, in not morning. in the afternoon. Yeah, we're just I'm not making sense. We're not. And we've had London fogs, which are a great drink. If you have never had one, They're go great. experience one today. Um, so you started. Tearing so up. I started tearing up and I was like, of course, I would like to go see some goats and whatever. I tell her about the card. She's like, well, that's crazy. Whatever. Then I was like feeling like I was ready to fall asleep when I was putting my second one to bed. Like by that time I'm like done. I'm like, no, I need to eat before I ate. I like look, check to see if you were here. You weren't here. So I ran up and down the stairs three times, did some, did some fucking lunges and some what pushups in the fucking kitchen. And then that's why I got my chicken prepared, whatever. Cause I was like, I'm going to fucking move my body to feel better. Felt great after that. Cause it was saying, move your body. You, you, whatever. Then when you got here, I don't know how the poem. Oh, me and Gianna were talking about the book, the poems. Whatever. When I got here, you were writing on those little post-its. Okay. And I was going to cry looking at you. Yes. I don't know why. I was writing a poem for my son on some post-its. I was expressing um, just like this message that I got from one of my friend's moms that I like love so much. This strong, beautiful black woman who's like very strong, but very kind and like loving it the same whatever anyways one day she told me she looked at my son it was a very beautiful moment and she's like don't break him and to this day I hold that image of just being kind with him and loving with him because he's such a gentle and honoring that part of him. yes honoring that part of him he's such a gentle and like sensitive soul and because he's a boy and because he's a black boy it's like Mm -hmm. oftentimes society and the men around me or the people around me are like you're too soft with him you're too gentle with him like or he's too this or he's too that and I just like picture her as this beautiful strong black woman who is just like so loving and such like the epitome of what I would love to be as a mother like Mm -hmm. she's Ron if you are listening to this anywhere in this world (laughs) I love your mom and she's just such a like Ugh, like I could cry it. That's how beautiful she is. But anyways, so she has always been like somewhere I look at it and I'm like, she really believes in her children. Well, then tell, tell them the story. So you went to go visit. Okay. So I, yeah, during this, this is pand- an, another great story. <laughs> no, I love this. So we, we are, we are, we are right on track. Over, we are going over the time. That's okay. Fine. Because this is going to be a long episode. And then the next, we promise we won't do short episodes anymore because we got complaints. 30. 30 minutes is too short, but that's okay because we like talking. 
<laughs> so Ronald is a is a friend from high school. Um, I've known him since we were in high school, and he like lives in New York now, so he's far away. But um, we all grew up in like a small, everybody knew each other kind of setting. But Ron's mother, the first time I met her was when I was, I'm going to say between 16 and 18. Mm -hmm. It was at my daughter's father's court. He was incarcerated for the umpteenth time of his life. That was just such a, he has passed on now, so RIP. But um, he was heavily in and out of the system. Mm -hmm. And I met her at the courthouse and I, she came up to me. I don't even know what she said. I don't even remember what she said, but the feeling I felt was you are better than this and this will not be your life forever. I don't even know what she said. Yeah, but that's because I was just like, I was probably so alienated at that point in domestic violence. But you remember the feeling, but I remember her looking at me like right in my eyes Mm -hmm. and I was holding Gianna. Gianna was like a little, and I remember her like looking at me in the face and just like seeing me and, and being like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like you do not need to be standing in this courthouse supporting this motherfucker. Right. So since then I, I always looked at her and I was like, okay, I love this woman. And I want to be her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I want to be the energy of that. Mm-hmm. That I can just walk up to someone, mm. say what I need to say in the most loving and kind way, but in the most straightforward and direct way that there is no other way that you feel. You might not know the words. You might not know anything that's happening, but you are going to remember this moment because it has to do with the best interests of you. And so I remember that moment fast forward i remember going to ronald's house with like um the guys at one time i can't even remember maybe it was around the same time there was like court and i don't know why she was at the court so much i don't know if she wrote letters i don't know anyway Mm -hmm. to get him out or whatever but okay and and i think his brother was going through court at that time too i don't remember i just remember her being like involved and we would see her a lot and so anyways we went to eat at their house after or something i don't fully remember it's a blur but that's okay i remember the way that she talked about her children and the way that she spoke to her children and the way that her children spoke to her i was like wow like i want to be a mom like you Mm -hmm. i I was already a mom i had no idea what being a mom was Mm -hmm. but like that was the kind of yeah mom i wanted to be like her her children were honest with her Mm -hmm. and they spoke to her like in loving ways and she reciprocated and she really believed in her kids mm-hmm. and like she really expected them like expected highly of her children but in a loving way mm-hmm. anyways love this woman i love her and very love few her. yeah very <laughs> few times in my life i've seen her but every single time i was like i love your mom like i would just I, literally ron knows how much i love his mom and yeah. richard i would literally every time i would see them and i would see their mom sure or even too even when I wouldn't see her, I would be like, just want to let you guys know I love your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? So anyway, so I fast forward to like COVID. So 2020, oh no, when was it? Yeah, 2020. 
fast forward to 2020 or just before that I had um for anyone that knows me I'm like a huge ally for the black community and like indigenous community is very important to me so I decided one day to write out these like flyers yeah create these flyers for black lives matter and indigenous lives matter and for anyone that knows london ontario it's very conservative very white Mm -hmm. so my idea was write these these um papers i think i have one if you guys want me to read do you want me to read it sure what i wrote yeah i don't even know what i wrote but it was it's pretty intense just please hold please hold you have them close by she has some leftover from well, she still drops. Them I off. still have them because I still drop them. Off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I still like if I'm driving somewhere and it and it feels right to me, like oh, it looks like a lot of white people live here, or like I'll be in the country and like I'll just put these in people's mailboxes, which I think is illegal. It is. So please, no one report me. <laughs> but um, I did this in a time where I was just like, what yeah, can I do? What ca- what can I do more than I already do? Right. And um. And like have no attachments to it. But anyways, it says Black Lives Matter. Five ways to support Black Lives Matter if you are white, a non-black person of color, or someone who cannot attend the protest. Oh, because there was a Black Lives Matter protest. Um, so anyways, it said like fill up your feeds with black organizations, people and information of social platforms. Two, donate to black GoFundMe organizations. Three, buy and support black owned businesses. Read or watch for read or watch. Get and stay informed on the history of oppression. Stay current and up to date on information and what means to be anti-racist. Five, vote, sign petitions, and make the call that promotes the rights of Black Lives Matters and seeks the justice of um, of the people. And then I put a, like, um, at the time there was an active website for Black Lives Matter um, mm-hmm. on the Canadian website. So that's the website, the link, that's, that the link the that's on there. And then at the end, I put my two cents of above all, continue to ask yourself questions such as how do you plan on helping the fight to end racial discrimination and systemic oppression? How can you use anti-racist knowledge to change and progress conversations with others around you? And how can you stay active in recognizing white privilege and dismantling it? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I, so you, so I, I have this. I she have this saved in my Word. What is it called? Word. Microsoft Excel, Word. Microsoft Word. Um, I'm not tech or digital inclined at all, so I have it saved. And then I'm like, I had posted it, and mm. I don't know how Ronald got involved. I have no idea if I like posted it, and I was like going to print these or whatever, or went to Staples, or maybe I ran into him or something. I don't. I can't remember. But anyways, he goes, my parents own a printing company. I think my, our friend got out of jail and maybe I had seen him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we had a conversation. I'm telling him like I want to print these off or whatever. He goes, my f- my parents own a printing company. Why don't you just go to their shop and print? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, it's a lot of money. Like, um, I don't want to waste their income paper. He's like, Sierra, I'll call my mom right now. So he calls his mom. He's like, Sierra wants to print some <laughs> Black Lives Matter. She's like, she can come. She can print as many papers as she wants. Aww. As many ink, as many papers, whatever. And I was like, are you Aww. sure? So I go and it's so cute. They have like a little front end. And then in the back, they have like a, a workshop for like, I don't know, tools and stuff, building mm-hmm. stuff. So I bring Kaz with me. And he's little at the time. And he's like. How old is he? I don't know. Maybe like three. 
I'm going to say three or four. Yeah, like three or four. And he's like so he's like pretending to be a secretary while I'm like printing things off. And then um, they take him in the back and they like let him like um, use a screwdriver to put in a screw and take out the screw of like Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. They're just being so cute, like little grandparents like that were like so happy to see their grandchild. And meanwhile, it's like the first time they've ever met him and they're like you can bring him anytime even if you need some space and like you need to go have like an oh. hour to yourself just drop him off wow and like i never did that but i was like oh my god i love you guys so much yeah. like so cute such a cute couple and at some point shout out to yeah shout out to the belfour yeah um and so at one <laughs> point they like she pulls me aside um and she goes to me and she goes don't break this one and like her face while she says it I can still see it I can still remember it and the feeling I felt after she said like when I left there like I was just like oh my god I have such a big task right like such a huge task Mm -hmm. and um and it could be interpreted in so many ways but I like keep this one pure like in the sense that like black boy fragility is so real mm-hmm. and especially like just boy fragility is so real but black f- boy fragility is like so beyond That's that added intensity and it. i i was obs- like, it's so crazy because when i was pregnant with him i was terrified like i was like stay in my womb for as long as you want it is yours stay here and i used to watch this um documentary called the mask you live in amazing documentary i watched it i've watched it so many times yeah. it's one of my favorite documentaries so i recommend good. it to everyone mm-hmm. i've watched it so many times like mm-hmm. 20 times over because it's so informative mm-hmm. and it's so educational on boys and especially black boys and um yeah it really helped me like again allow myself to be soft with him and not like and some even times where i'm like raising my voice to him he just can't he doesn't do well with voice raising he's very sensitive and it really puts me in check of like don't break him <laughs> and i literally you just often have her i voice. have her voice yeah and her image of being like there are enough <laughs> there she are saw enough him. yeah she saw him she mm-hmm. heard him and she understood like there's enough black men in this world there's enough men who are broken and who are fucked up because we've told them mm-hmm. that they can't be sensitive that they can't be all these things that we can't be soft with them that we can't be gentle with them and she had she has three children two of which are bo- boys mm-hmm. and they are very successful mm-hmm. emotionally mature men mm-hmm. and like it's called not breaking them so mm-hmm. anyways a very special moment to me and i just like yeah like gentle parenting to your boys and to your girls is not going to make them soft pussies. Right. They're going to learn to be gentle with themselves. And I think it's also important to remember that like every child is at different stages and every child gets to their maturity when they're ready. Mm -hmm. And a big thing, the school that my kids go to, a big thing of theirs is the child will mature when it feels safe to do so. So if I am not safe to mature because 
I haven't learned how to cope or regulate or whatever, then I can't move to the next step, Mm -hmm. which is often why we have adult children. Right. I was going to say who are still at the level. They're still triggered and reacting like a four year old Mm -hmm. when they're, you know, 50 Mm -hmm. because they, they got stuck at three because no one helped them feel safe moving forward. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's amazing. Big moment. She often lives rent free in my mind Mm -hmm. and she reminds me when I'm having moments of unconsciousness of like rushed or panic or freak out or not being my best mom self. She reminds me that these children are in their molding states Mm -hmm. and that they can break um, if we allow it to continue to. It's so scary because it's like the first it's the first seven years for seven years yeah Mm. they do say that like there are readjustments that you can make up until they're like 14 15 but it's much harder it's much harder to it's much harder to mold something that's been sitting for longer than it is to yeah raising boys yeah no that's really special and we were talking about this before like people freak out about having girls like oh my god i'm having a girl what am i gonna do but to me it's like I am a woman, so I can relate to being a woman more and raise my daughters to the, to understand the understandings that I've had to go through and, and like learning Mm -hmm. to navigate that I'm not a man and I, and I have to, it's, I feel like it's so much more pressure in this world to like, we are so caught up in like teaching our women, teaching our girls how to act and behave and whatever. But we have left behind that we haven't taught our boys how to listen, how to respect, how to be, how to understand the same things that we're trying to teach our girls. Like, well, look at the yeah. men and yeah, like for me, it's like I look at the men in my life, yeah, uh, and then I look at majority, the the in my family it's majority women yeah so raising a boy i've always wanted a boy yeah uh when i was pregnant i didn't care the gender Mm -hmm. but i knew that i was going to have a son something in my oh my heart told me yeah and i was i was like prepared for that my whole life and then i thought like I thought I was prepared. It's funny because for you, you're like stay in here as long as you want. You're safe in here. Yeah. For me, I didn't like I felt okay, like prepared until yeah. he came. Yeah. And he started uh, showing me that he was understanding what mm. I was saying. Yeah. What I was doing. Wow. He's a sponge. Right. Yeah. That's when I was like, hmm, like. Not only are you a boy and I'm raising you primarily for right now. Yeah. But also I am a parent Mm. and you are like my mirror because they don't have any filter in respect to how they respond. They respond purely yeah out of yeah how they feel not like they're not like 
uh, stopping themselves from yeah. what mommy is doing. Yeah. I can't do that because like, no, like yeah. he's going to show me just like you said, he, your son will plug his ears. Like yeah. when voices are being raised, like that's just loud. natural. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All, everything that they do is like pure and genuine and right off the cuff. Yeah. Like that's the way it is. Yeah. Right. Until they're older and they can like check themselves and like, yeah. you know, if like, they've al- learned that if they've learned yeah. and like alter if mommy has checked herself. Right then I'll know how to check myself. Yeah. So, so like he mirrors me and then I'm like, Oh my God, not only are you a boy and I primarily come from a family of women. <laughs> she, Gianna, she your sunglasses. sunglasses on. What is going on down there? <laughs> oh my God. She's back up. I really like those shades. Love them. Oh my God. She's literally, what is going on down? It's one in the morning. Oh my god. it is time one. for sleep because you have school tomorrow. I go to bed at like 12 and wake up at like 5:00. 4 hours? Oh my god. This is I, can't. I don't know how children function. So yeah, not only am I raising a boy, but I'm a new parent and this shit's scary. It's scary. <laughs> scary. And here is my oldest just You're amazing. You're perfect. And you're Help. just a shining star. <laughs> And we love you so much. To who? Jojo. Who's Jojo? So. Oh my God. She has a new friend every day. Like I cannot keep up. High school. My daughter is very popular. She's like me when I was a kid. Popular, <laughs> but, but like extremely like 10 times four. Oh my god! And she, like she'll be like, yeah, I've known them forever. <laughs> like today, she was like, I've known them since like beginning of school. Oh, since September. Oh, like seven months ago. <laughs> Jay, it's one in the morning. Go to bed. You know when you need to organize your room when mo- your mother asks you when it's chore day. Were you asked on a date? Were you asked? Is that on a why date? you can't sleep? You just like oh, okay. God. I don't believe you <laughs> at all. Um, Fourteen going on dates. Aneurysms are occurring within my body. Jay, be smart. Lead with a kind heart. <laughs> Lead. Okay. Oh my God! Help. Help me, uh, Lord. I was gonna say. I literally told her the other day, like I was like, Gianna, high school is only four years, and um, during those four years, I would like you to graduate, and also boyfriends. And what was the other thing? Boyfriends and what? What? What was my point? Boyfriends and yeah, distraction. Boyfriends <laughs> and friends are distractions, and they will. You'll have lots of them in your life. So please go. And she's drinking like water, ridiculous. Like she's just so extra, extra. Jana, you're very extra, but it's okay because we love you exactly how you are. It's the t- it's the sticking it's out of the tongue for me. She's wearing <laughs> shades. It's one in the morning in the house. She's got her baby f- hairs on fleek. She's a high bun. 
like this is how she's cleaning her room did you eat because i put i put a a bowl out for you but when i think about it she said why be a baddie only certain times of the day when you can be a baddie at all times be a baddie at all times be ready I have to encourage her to eat. Like, who needs to be encouraged? I wish someone made me food <laughs> all the time and was like, eat, Sierra, eat, eat, eat. Right? I would love that. There's a bowl of food and chicken, quinoa, and some fried veggies. She doesn't want food. She would like water. Fasting. That would never be what I would say. Okay. When I think of it, though, uh, I was more scared of having a girl. I'm not going to lie. Everybody is, but that's a sexist thought. You know why? Not because of whatever, because of me, because of what I've been through. That's why it was, I don't want my daughter to go through what I went through in certain aspects. And I'm scared of tackling that with a boy because I was a nanny for seven years to a boy. Yeah. I felt better prepared, but when he came, I realized I'm raising you right now on my own. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So that scared me. But I know that if his dad was there full time, I think I would obviously be like less scared and feeling more confident with raising him on me. But don't you agree that like together? Sorry. To don't you, change the subject. Like, but don't you thinking. agree that like the things that you're worried about having a girl from come from how we don't raise our boys. Yes. And so, also, so the pressure to raise a boy properly so that uh, other women yes, don't go through yes, that. Yes. To me was harder. Like to me, I was like, how do I not fuck up my son? Uh, that, so that my, so that the women in this world, it matters. Don't like the, the men in, definitely in my life that have affected me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, I'm like, why the fuck didn't your mother raise you properly? Like, that's the immediate thought. Would you, what would you like to? It's a statement. It's a statement, not a question. She has an input. She's interjecting. Me personally. I don't have any children. But as a child. I'm repeating so that they can know what you're saying. Do you want to just pass her the mic? Would Would you like the mic? You have to come closer because this is a 50 inch foot cord. 50, 50 inches of 50 foot. Hi guys. Um, just remember, what you say is out there forever. I, so I'm not a, I'm not a parent, obviously, but I have lots of younger cousins and family members that are female and male, obviously, and also as a teenager, I'm going through you know adolescence right now, so I can put my input on it. I oh, feel for like sure. a lot of the things that, like me personally, if I was a parent. I always thought, like, even when I was, like, a little girl, I always wanted a son. Something about it, I just always wanted a child. Like, I always wanted a son. She will not be having any children until she's 35 <laughs> years old. 35! Okay, but listen. But Triggers! I always thought, I always thought it was going to be easier. But now looking at it, I have a lot of guy friends. And one of my guy friends, I feel like, is going through the same thing I'm going through. And has gone through a lot of the same things that I have gone through as a female. Even though he is a a male and he is straight and all that but like (laughs) but even that like i feel like there's a lot of things that guys go through that are 
the exact same as girls just in right. different ways and they feel the same emotions and i feel like for people it's just easier to be like oh yeah i don't want a daughter to go through that but then you also have to think about it your son could always go through the same things your daughter right. can go through mm-hmm. and so for me it's like being a kid it's just it's being the same a kid thing. like mm-hmm. everyone's gonna go through the things that and yeah like everyone is gonna go through the things that you don't want your child to go through or to see it's just like life the way that they're raised jay has fitting words right now let's life, go life doesn't happen at you it just happens it happens to you and it doesn't no. matter it doesn't, oh, <laughs> it i'm gonna to repeat you. it life doesn't happen at you it just happens no what you meant to say is life doesn't happen to you it doesn't happen to you it doesn't happen it at you happens. it just happens Correct. it's just happening it's just, yeah, it just it's just happening i don't know i feel like a lot of <laughs> a lot of people think okay. that like i don't want to have a daughter because i don't want my daughter to you know be subjected to the mm-hmm. same things that I was subjected to or have to go through the same experiences that I went through with, whether it's with guys or just with, like, life in general. Yes. Being but then yeah. being sexualized, all these things. But then also guys have to go through the same thing in a different way. Guys right. are going through, got boys don't cry. There's still that thing. Everyone wants to be mm-hmm. a tough guy, all this stuff. But there's so many boys yeah, we that I know that. and that I can see are going through stuff. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's just... I feel like if I ever had a son, it would be so much harder for him to communicate. And I would want him to be able to communicate. Unlike so many of the boys of like my generation, your generation, the old heads, all that. Old heads. No one See. like. Let's no, have her. No, no, no. no. Like, she meant our parents. generation above us. Yeah. Let's have some more respect. Above you. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to like okay. make this make sense. But what I'm saying is like. You are doing great. Both genders go through, like, the same things. And I feel like Mm. people are raised to think, oh, I want to have a son because my son won't go through what I went through. Mm. Or I can raise my son and do this. But it's the same thing as, like, back in the day, they wanted you to have a son because they said you're supposed to have a son. Now they thought men were better. better. Now the mindset is men are easier to raise is the thing. Like, I feel like that's the difference. I love that. I don't know. That's I needed to hear that. That's my input. That's Thank you, great. Jenna. That was great. Great wisdom. Let's not name call. <laughs> Terrence, listen to our podcast. Terrence, listen to our podcast. 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 Parasi. Parasi. No, probably not. Um, Send him the link. You know what we have to do, too? Add the, those two voice recordings that you sent me. I have so many. I yes. do them all the time. So I do these like little mom updates. And we'll interview I... Jay one day if that's okay yeah, with mom. Yeah, we will. We'll interview you one day. Okay. We'll, we'll think about it. Not tonight because you have school Absolutely tomorrow. Absolutely manana. You got to go to bed. I love you, Jay. Okay, bye. When we okay. just said go to go, bed. Okay, we're saying go to bed. And she's not saying, go... I'm going to go talk to my friends. And Good night. Love off. you. And then she gave us a peace sign and stuck out her tongue. She said, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be real. But, but, (laughs) okay. Oh my God. I have a headache. Pridesmaids. Oh God. Um, We're at two hours. Yeah. I think we should, I think we should stop at that. But that's literally what I meant. Like I always say to Gianna, like I, I, first of all, Gianna being my first, I definitely had the conditioning of, I wanted a boy. I'm so happy I did not because my, her father was, 
a lot of things. And he, if he had a son, I think he would have been, mm-hmm. um, uh, there would have been, there's a word. I think there would have been a, an aspect of it of like ownership. And I think that there would have been, it would have been harder to get away. It was a, it was a process of leaving him and escaping the situation. And I think it would have been in in his culture, in his, it was like, oh, like the boy is pride. Like the girl is like having a girl is like, you've sinned somewhere in your life or something, you know? Like, yeah. So anyway, not as a, it's like the, what China had the policy of, Yes, uh, the one child, rule. one child, but also like favoring a boys, boys over, over women, girls. But and and that's been always. That's historically, yeah. people are like, I want a son first, and then a daughter, so culture, he can protect. Yeah, yeah, so he can protect my daughter. Like, you know, yeah. and I think we just well, it's about carrying the name, carrying yeah, carrying mm-hmm. the name down, and like the whole um, patriarchy, right? But I really, really appreciate having had a daughter at that age. It helped me be more understanding of everything that I went through as a child. Everything is supposed to happen. Everything. Everything. Yes. And I think that like, she's so smart now. Mm -hmm. She's so mature. You guys just heard her. Brilliant. And yet she still emotionally carries on the systemic patriarchy Mm -hmm. that we as women unconsciously Mm -hmm. adopt from programming mm-hmm. of culture telling us this is what we're supposed to be like this is what we're supposed to like this is what we're supposed to do this is how we're supposed to live this is how we're supposed to feel blah 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 right, 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 all the way down yeah, it's a lot of and it's the same think. thing with boys will be subject i was very neutral with kaz when he was born i'd put him in pink i would do his mm-hmm. hair um he loved you know taking care of his babies he mm-hmm. he was very like I was very gender neutral with him mm-hmm. in the sense of like what I exposed him to. Mm-hmm. And yet he's still a very big boy's boy. And I was mm-hmm. like, how do I have a boy's? How? How is that even possible? Like, because Natural. we live in. That's what he gravitated towards. And also we live in a society that says uh, you go to the store. There's a boy section. and There's a girl section. All right. We live in a society that. Tells oh, yeah. Everything us, is this to- the, sh- the shows this that we, we put on everything. for the TV. Everything is. The toys, the clothes, there's a the lot marketing. Of our, there's a lot of our programming is mm-hmm. still gender specific. Mm-hmm. And until society comes to the conclusion that everything has to be gender neutral, doesn't matter. Like, it just is, right? Mm-hmm. And and some people will say that's just who he is. That's just how he is. I would like to You're say. You're saying it's I'm saying that it's a, it's a little bit both. I think it's a little bit a both. A little bit of both. Yes. yes. He, he, he loves, he's very hands-on, physical. He's very athletic. He, he's very good at, he's very good at every sport he he puts his mind to that he likes mm-hmm. that he's into um but yes but also influential That's environmentally everything. but yeah. anyways great episode uh, i'll catch you on the next one if we do a next one i think we might try to do one but it will not be two hours long okay i have to urinate okay thank you so much for listening <laughs> Catherine, you're so professional god bless god bless <laughs> Good day. United States of America. Bye.